Welcome to the Center Church Discipleship Podcast, where we seek to equip and empower those who believe in Jesus to live out their faith as all of life disciples of Jesus. Alrighty, welcome back to the Center Church Discipleship Podcast. Uh, we are glad that you are joining us today for the third and final episode in our three-part series titled, Back to the Basics, How to Grow in Christ When Everything is Falling Apart. So in the first episode, we talked about time alone with God. In the second episode, we talked about life and community. And this week, we're going to be turning, or we're going to turn to discuss the third basic, disciple making. Uh, before we get into that, uh, Justin, how many weeks out are we before uh, Baby Leech arrives to this world? Baby Leech, uh, we are about four weeks out. And uh, currently, we find ourselves uh, sitting in uh, our nursery slash podcasting studio what do you what do you think of the podcast oh i i love the nursery podcast room uh it is sponsored by ikea and it has some of the best furniture that no human can ever pronounce uh because ikea just spells things in such a great way yeah yeah i I have no idea what it is either uh but it works we're we're also discussing you know whether the leeches are going to have a boy or girl we don't know yet yes we do not know it is going to be a surprise so what, uh, what an exciting time in the Leech household, mm-hmm. uh, baby on the way, um, and we get to do this podcast in the nursery. So it's kind of cool thinking about new life coming into this crazy world of a pandemic. Um, just a, I think it's just a beautiful image. Yeah. Um, so uh, before we get started, um, Justin, what did you have for breakfast today? <laughs> what did I have for breakfast today? Let's see. Uh, I had a breakfast casserole that Bailey made. Mm. Yeah, some chicken sausage, eggs, cheese, onions, peppers, lots of good stuff in there. It was amazing. Awesome. Glad yeah. to hear that. I had pancakes. Ah, nice. I had uh, paleo pancakes. They're paleo like pancakes. gluten-free, nut-free, soy-free, dairy-free. Probably high protein, though. Oh, high, high protein. Yeah. I feel like I could like lift a truck right That's now. That's what I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah. So, thank you for humoring me there, Justin, on what you had for breakfast. Um, so, now we're going to actually turn to discussing the third basic uh, in this podcast series of disciple-making. Uh, many of us may be intimidated by this basic, but honestly, it is such an integral part of living as a disciple of Jesus. Uh, like usual, Justin, uh, before we jump in, can you share with us like what that means? Like, What is disciple-making? Yeah, um, so if you've been around church for a while, there are probably different ways that you understand this idea of disciple-making. Uh, two different ways that I think probably initially popped to the forefront. Some of you uh, hear disciple-making and you think evangelism. Right, you think I need to uh, go out and share the gospel with people who are far from Jesus? And when we talk about disciple making, we are primarily talking about evangelism, uh, telling the gospel uh, to lost friends and hoping that they will come to know Jesus. But others of you, uh, when you hear a disciple making, uh, you have an initial reaction and think of helping believers mature in their faith. Right. Some of you think of evangelism, reaching the lost, and others of you uh, think of helping believers mature and taking a younger Christian under your wing and growing them up by teaching them doctrine and modeling a faithful life. But uh, actually, uh, the biblical definition of disciple-making is a tad bit uh, different. So if we just go to a scripture, famous scripture, the Great Commission, in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, it says this, and we'll see what the Bible says disciple-making is. This is what Jesus says in the Great Commission to the church. He says, Go therefore 
and make disciples, right? There we've got disciple making. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. What does that look like, all right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So here, when we look at a biblical definition of disciple-making, we have both baptizing and teaching, right? And what is baptism? Baptism is the fruit of evangelism, right? So there's an aspect to make disciples. The first thing you have to do is literally have a disciple that was not previously a disciple, and that happens through evangelism. So so that's a part of disciple-making. But then it goes on, it says baptizing and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you helping this new person who was evangelized, who has come to believe in Jesus, grow up in maturity in the faith and doctrine by the example of your life and encouraging them. So uh, making disciples is both, disciple making is both baptizing and teaching, both evangelism and helping believers mature. Uh, Biblical disciple making includes both of these and we have to remember that. Here's a simple uh, and helpful and biblical definition for you of disciple-making. All right, Disciple-making is meeting someone where they are and helping them take their next step with Jesus. All right, I'll say that one more time. Disciple-making, biblically, is meeting someone where they are and helping them take their next step with Jesus. This definition works with anyone you come into contact with, right? If it's somebody who is far from God and doesn't know the message of the gospel, meeting them where they are and helping them take their next step is evangelism. It looks a lot like that, loving and caring for them and and sharing with them the message of the gospel. But if you meet somebody who's a younger believer who already believes the message of the gospel, it means helping them mature in their faith. Disciple-making is simply meeting anyone where they are at and helping them take their next step with Jesus. Mm, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so I'm a Christian, Justin, and I don't I don't know where to start. You know why? You know what? You know what? What does my involvement in disciple making look like? Why is that? Why is disciple making so important in my life in the Christian life? Yeah, this is a question that I think is really important to answer because I think in the Christian life, what happens a lot of times when we get to this idea of disciple making, Jesus has called us to be witnesses and we're meant to be disciple makers. Uh, We stop thinking why it's so important and start to think that it is just an expectation for some Green Beret, next level, varsity level Christians. Right. If I'm a Christian, I if I show up to church and I don't do a lot of the, the worst sins, then I'm kind of doing a good job. But disciple making, that's really for the next level Christian. But what I want to tell you is that we have reasons to participate in disciple making. Disciple making is important in the Christian life, and you cannot have a foolish, fully flourishing life as a disciple of Jesus without participating in disciple making. And I have two reasons for that. First, Jesus commanded it. Jesus commanded it. You hear us. If, you, if you've been to Center Church ever, if you've been there around, been around for any period of time, you have heard us say that every disciple makes disciples. Every disciple makes disciples. That's a core plumb line of who we are and what we believe because Jesus commanded that disciples make disciples, right? A disciple is a learner or an apprentice of a master. The the first 12 disciples were apprentices, disciples of Jesus. What did Jesus do? He made disciples. Therefore, those disciples behaving like their mentor, master, apprenticer, uh, 
they make disciples just like he did. Uh, it's commanded all throughout the New Testament that uh, believers are to make disciples. Now, this might look a whole different number of ways for different people. It could look like discipling college students who come to the church. It could look like reaching out uh, to women in your community uh, and, and meeting with people in the coffee shop discussing the scriptures. It could look like raising your children to love and to treasure Jesus. It could look like a whole number of different things, but Jesus commanded it, and therefore it is important in the Christian life. But not only did Jesus command it, there's another reason that I think it's overlooked a lot about why evangelism and disciple-making are so important in the Christian life. And here, here's the second reason. Disciple-making confronts idols in our hearts that don't get confronted any other way. All right, what do I mean by that? Um, there are certain idols in our hearts uh, that only get confronted in certain situations uh, without uh, being put in certain situations. They kind of get covered up. They don't get seen. They're kind of just hiding in the background. But when we are car- called to faithfully step into disciple-making, when we are called to go and to proclaim the message of the gospel to a lost friend, or when we are called to help an immature believer grow up in the faith, there are idols that are confronted in our hearts. For example, the fear of man, right? When we care about what others think of us, and then we're called to go and proclaim the gospel, we are going to have to uh, believe the gospel in a new way, trusting that the obedience to Jesus in this area will be better. We, we like to say it uh, in our college ministry a lot, uh, in particular like this. We say that uh, the best uh, context for making disciples is in a culture of evangelism. Because when you are sharing the gospel and when you are making disciples, there are idols that get confronted in your heart that don't get confronted any other way. So why is it so important to be making disciples in the Christian life? First, Jesus commanded it. So we walk in trust and obedience and we go for it. But second, when we're making disciples, there are idols that are hidden and are confronted only in the context of disciple-making that God wants to address in our lives. And when we're not making disciples, those idols and sin patterns just remain unchecked and unhidden, and maybe we remain unaware of them for a long time. Mm, yeah, that's. I think that really hit, hits home for me um, and is super pertinent uh, to our lives. Uh, so if people listening to this podcast are you know, anything like me, disciple-making is, is very intimidating. Like, let's, let's be, let's be blunt about that. It's, you know, it kind of confronts that uh, idol in our heart of, you know, fear of man. Like, I'm kind of terrified what people will think about me. Um, and evangelism is, is scary and helping believers mature seems unlikely when I'm barely, barely holding on, you know, holding it all together myself. Uh, so what are, what are some of the biggest obstacles you've seen in people's lives limiting them from really taking disciple making seriously? Yeah, there there is a number of reasons in just conversations with people that I hear that keep them from really making disciple-making a foundational part of their discipleship with Jesus. And I just thought of three three that, uh, that come up quite a bit. First, and this one doesn't get explicitly stated, but comes up more in conversation, just kind of reading between the lines. First, we just have a theology problem sometimes. Um, I hear this objection. Disciple-making or evangelism— um, seems unloving. How'd you get that objection? It's like I am forcing my beliefs on others, right? And this objection is primarily a theology problem, 
right? This objection is primarily a theology problem. If that is your reaction to disciple making, uh, that it is unloving or that it feels like you're forcing your beliefs on others, you have, you have primarily a theology problem. The reality of the gospel is that we have the antidote and to the cure to the most devastating disease that has ever hit the human race, right? The message of the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ is the cure for sin. It's the only way for us to have hope for eternity. And when we understand that with gentleness and compassion and grace, but also with urgency and conviction, we will proclaim this message of hope and of reconciliation to God and of forgiveness to our lost friends and family members. We will help raise up younger believers in the faith, knowing that there is sin crouching at the door, seeking to have them. The reality of the Bible is this. Hell is real. Time is short. And Jesus says, go. And when we believe what the Bible says about these different topics, disciple making, evangelism, helping believers grow will no longer seem unloving and Bible beating, but will become a gracious and gentle but convicted plea for people to trust in Christ. So first, just a theology problem. Uh, second, it's a trust problem, right? I hear this. Disciple-making is scary. What if my friends reject me, right? We have to trust Jesus. In the Great Commission that we talked about earlier, Jesus closes it out by reminding his church of this. He says, I will never leave you or, or forsake you, even to the end of the age. There's a reality that as we proclaim the gospel to the lost, as we help believers mature, in both of those cases, people are going to get frustrated with us and maybe scorn us at times for what we say and believe as we honor Christ, even if we do it from the best of motives and with gentleness. We face an enemy, and it happens. But uh, if we trust Christ, we trust that he will stand by us, and our role is to be faithful, even if it doesn't always work out how we wish. So there's a trust problem. And then third, there's just a focus problem. All right, some people have said, I agree that disciple-making is important, but I never can seem to get around to it in the busyness of life. Uh, and the reality with this one is just that at times, change is necessary if you're going to be faithful to Jesus. If your life is too busy to make disciples, then you have stuff in your schedule that Jesus does not want there. Jesus left the church with one clear commission, and that is to make disciples you could say of that all again. nations, yeah. right? And if we don't have enough time to make disciples, there are things in our schedule that Jesus did not want there, right? And that's just the reality. That's the truth. And to be faithful to Jesus, to obey him, sometimes change is necessary. So if you find yourself in that camp that you want to make disciples but don't just have time, you might need to take a hard look at your schedule and think through uh, where your priorities really are. Mm, that's that's really big. I think, you know, one of my biggest struggles at times is saying there's this busyness in my life and, you know, creating this culture of I don't have time for this or time for that. And it's kind of, you know, reevaluating and kind of checking my heart at the door and be like, Lord, is this is this what you had in mind for me? Um, so, Justin, let's say someone listens to this and is challenged to start making disciples. What's their next step? What would you encourage them to do? So the first thing that I would tell them to do right off the bat, and this is probably any area, if it's disciple making or any area where they want to grow, get community involved. Uh, here at Center Church, talk to your D group leader or your MC leader or one of the pastors. We would love nothing more than to hear that you're passionate about following Jesus in your life and you're convicted and you want to make a change. We want to help you out. I am sure that churches all over the country would be loved and served if 
their members were coming to them saying, hey, I want to make disciples. Can you help me out? Right. Like just get community involved, whether that's a friend, somebody who's discipling you, uh, pastoral leaders in your life. Uh, just tell community and get some accountability with that. The other thing I would say is is we uh, talk about a lot at Center Church this idea of the three habits of everyday evangelism. The three habits of everyday evangelism. And you might ask, Justin, if this is disciple-making, and disciple-making includes both evangelism and helping believers mature, uh, why do you uh, start with evangelism? And the answer is because to, dis- to help a believer mature, you first have to have a believer. And to get a believer, you have to do evangelism. So you might be in a place where there's younger believers and and there's not people pouring into them and investing in them. And you can just go grab somebody and help them mature and kind of start already halfway down the process. But you might also find yourself in a context where there aren't just a bunch of believers eager to be discipled just waiting around for you to go tap on the shoulder. So that's why I just start with evangelism. And this is a great way, play to start, place to start, these three habits of everyday evangelism. And these are the three habits that you can start walking in tomorrow that will help you start walking in discipleship making in your life. Number one is pray every day. Pray this prayer, all right? Ask God to give you opportunities to share the gospel, eyes to see those opportunities, and boldness to follow through, all right? Pray that prayer every day. God, give me opportunities to share the gospel. Give me eyes to see those opportunities when they come. It give me boldness and courage to follow through. Pray that daily. That's the first habit of everyday evangelism. Second, Uh, prayer, care, share with your impact list. All right, prayer, care, share with your impact list. An impact list is simply a list of seven to 10 people who are close to you but far from God. People in your life who are not followers of Jesus that you have a relationship with. I keep this uh, in my journal where I do my Bible study, my coma journals every morning, and uh, I pray for these people uh, daily by name, uh, and I also look for opportunities throughout the week to care for them or opportunities to share with them. So I keep this list ongoing, making notes, crossing people off if they come to Christ, and just jotting stuff down, adding people to the list here and there. Um, prayer, care, share with your impact list is, a, is the next step. Just thinking through that daily in your, in your time with God. And then third, spend time regularly with lost friends. Look for ways to get around lost friends, sometimes on their turf, in their environment where they feel comfortable, sometimes on your turf, bringing them to church and around the community of the church to love and to serve them, and sometimes where it's a little bit more neutral and easy uh, for you both to uh, engage. So those are the things I would say. If you're trying to get started with disciple making, just a couple handlebars. Uh, Get community involved, and then the three habits of daily evangelism. Pray, prayer, care, share with the impact list, and spending time regularly with lost friends. Mm. Thank you for uh, hitting that home, Justin. Uh, one thing at Center Church that you know we take to heart um, is that we are all of life disciples um, in every pocket of Charlottesville. Um, and it's actually cool. I'm reading that off Justin's shirt right now. Uh, he's got a picture of the city of Charlottesville. Um, and it's, it's a great picture to actually see where all of our members of the church are located. And it, they're all not in one particular place in the city. We actually are in pretty much every pocket. Um, so I think what a, what a better way to end than talking about uh, disciple making. Um, so thank you, everyone, for uh, joining us today. Um, be sure to tune in next week uh, to find out what, uh, what other fun disciple ship things that uh, Justin and I talk about. Thank you for listening to the Center Church Discipleship Podcast. 
where we seek to equip and empower those who believe in Jesus to live out their faith as all of life disciples of Jesus. Be sure to subscribe so you can be alerted when new episodes are released. If you have questions or there are topics you want to be discussed on the podcast, please email justin at centercedo.com. We would love to hear from you.